Welcome to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and board-certified hypnotherapist that is here to help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Now, here is your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Welcome, welcome to Your Therapy Doctor. Yes, I am Dr. Pauline Belton. And we are here. It is Monday, Monday, August 29th. And around the country, around the world, students are getting ready or have already started their school year, whether it's from kindergarten to college. Students are on their way to campuses all over the country. And so today, that is what our show is going to be about. It's helping parents and students get the best out of this school year. If you are new to your therapy doctor, welcome. If you are an avid listener, we appreciate you and we love that you support this mental health and wellness network. Now, if you need to catch up on any of our previous segments, last month we did a whole segment on just building wealth. So check out our platform on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn, and definitely If you need any more information, follow us on Facebook at Your Therapy Doctor and on Instagram at Your Therapy Doc, D-O-C. And so let's get started. School year is always built up with a lot of emotions, a lot of different emotions, not only from parents, but from students as well. And so I want us to be able to tune in a little more on how we care for our students during the school year. So often what's happening is that we are overwhelmed as adults and that gets in the way of our children being able to let us know how they feel about school because Even though we have our own jobs as adults, whether you are a home care person or whether you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, um, those are huge jobs, or whether you're a CEO of a company, our students still need to tap into their resources for letting us know how they feel and us being able to identify If there are changes in our children's personality, behavior, emotional, or social being. And that can come with, wow, a lot of different avenues that we have to maneuver. Um, You know, I was an educator in elementary, middle, and high school. And so often you can find the dwindling of parental support and help as our children enter into high school or as they enter into college. 
But our children need us even more during those times, because those are times where they become more independent. Um, we, we want them to become independent. We want them to become resourceful in their middle, high school, and college years. However, I want you to keep in mind, if you went to college or didn't go to college or even didn't go to high school, there are still these overarching emotions and anxieties about things you don't know. And our children, there are still a lot of things they don't know. Yes, I know at this age, they claim to be able to know everything. So did we. We thought we knew it all at particular stages and ages in our life. However, we know better. And because we know better, we have to do our due diligence to ensure that our students do better. Our children do better. Um, yes, they're not going to want to hear it. However, we need to find a way to help them to hear that what they don't know, they can learn with guidance and proper help. And sometimes those students who, you know, for lack of a better phrase, are wayward, meaning that you know, they don't listen, they don't pay attention to parents, there's some way to get some kind of resource or help for them um, so that they don't go all the way off trail. And what does that look like? What does that sound like? And what does that feel like? Because the mental health and wellness of our children and our parents, guardians, teachers, um, professors, all administration is so important because when you come to school as an administrator, as a teacher, as a resource person, um, guess what? Our children are showing up for the best part of you. And so how are you entering into these schools? Are you coming into the schools with um, a body check, a mind check of, okay, did I have a good morning? Did I get my coffee? Did I get my tea? Um, did I have breakfast? Um, was I able to, you know, transition from home to school? in a way that I am fully available for my students because you know you might have that class of students where you know it's not going to always go well or you have the best class however you may not be in an emotionally good place so is that going to be something that you need to check you need to ensure that, okay, am I going to do my best? Am I going to be my best? What does that look like? What does that sound like? And how does that feel? Am I going to be able to show up and not get angry or get upset because, um, I don't know, Cedric is not paying attention or Tim is 
um, walk, running around the classroom. Um, and I'm talking about this is maybe fifth or sixth grade. This may be 10th or 11th grade or even 12th grade. You know, what is happening? What is going on? Uh, we are going back to in-person classes in most cases. And that is a level of anxiety that is coming not only from children, not only from parents, but from staff, from, from administrators to teachers to resources. So let's keep in mind that we need to give each other some grace, some some leniency or flexibility in understanding that, okay, I'm not the only human being that I will be interacting with. And not only do I not know what they are going through or have gone through, I'm going to take care of me so that I show up in the best way to either support or be able to direct in a gentle way um, what is needed, meaning um, parents not coming up to the school and yelling and screaming at the secretary who does not even know what's going on with buses because that's transportation. Or if, you know, you know, this is the first day of school, the first week of school, you know, things happen. And yes, it is scary. And on top of that, you're scared because or fearful because there's so much going on in the world. We have this societal anxiety that's going on. And because of this societal anxiety, our children are affected. Our parents are affected. Our bus drivers are affected. Our teachers are affected. Our administrators are affected. Everyone is affected. And so we have to check in with ourselves. Now, there's always, unfortunately, some rotten apples in the bin. Not everybody is doing their due diligence. It's just incumbent upon you to do your due diligence so that, you know, situations don't spiral out of control. Our children need us in the most important way this year, this year and every year, and on every grade level from pre-K through college, because there are things that are going on with them they may not have shared or they didn't feel like they could share. And so it might come out in school or it may not come out in school, but it's coming out at home. Are you getting the proper help? Are you, do you even know the proper resources that are available to help you individually, you as a family, um, you as a community, you know, are, are we reaching out to our health healthcare professionals? Are we getting our children the proper, um, you know, have they been to the doctors lately? 
you know, is, is the physical health okay? Have they had their, you know, up-to-date immunizations? Have they had their wellness check to see that they're growing properly, that um, hearing is on point, that they've had their eyes examined, that they've been to the dentist, you know, have you, you know, taken advantage of the, you know, mobile clinics that are in your community where your eyes can get checked, your hearing gets checked, and you are just making sure that the physical wellness of your child um, and even you is up to par because those that's that's important it's important physically because when we don't feel good physically it does affect us emotionally if it affects us emotionally it will affect us mentally so yes at the bare minimum our children do still need to go and get a physical they still need to go get a well check. Um, and not only do the children need to go, parents, you need to go. You're the first line of defense. You need to make sure that you are well, that you are taking care of yourself, because that is what we will model for our children. That is when we will say to them, well, if you're not feeling well physically, maybe we need to go to the doctor. You know, have those conversations so that when they aren't feeling well, they're coming to you. They're they're letting you know, and please be available to hear that. This is your therapy doctor, and I am Dr. Pauline Belton. We are talking about getting our kids the best school year ever from pre-K to college. So join us, come back, listen in, and join the conversation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine miller Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You. 
You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining Your Therapy Doctor. I am Dr. Pauline Belton, and we're going to continue the conversation about making sure that we are giving our children and our family the best school year ever from pre-K through college. Because what I want you to really know and understand is that, you know, this is an unprecedented times for our communities, and just our generations. We are coming into contact with just illnesses from, what is it, COVID-19 through um, monkeypox now. And then we're talking about, you know, school immunizations and being able to keep our children and our adults safe and protected. And that can draw on some really triggering emotions for families. Um, Whether you are in public school or private school or um, vocational schools, whether you're in college or whether you are just, you know, or, or just working, you know, working and engaging with the public. Um, I need you to understand this because at least one in five school age child is affected by a mental health condition. Now, just think about that one in five. And this research is coming for just, you know, your K-12. But think about that on a college level, because if we're having our students, you know, one in five, and that's, that's a few years ago, what's happening now since the pandemic? What's happening now since the rise in different types of um, epidemics? Um, illness is that are coming out um, that can be very nerve wracking, not only for adults, but for children. And so the two most common conditions among children and adolescents is that of anxiety. And following that is depression. Because most children have a difficult time um, expressing themselves or being heard by adults in their lives or being or having something done about what they've said because it may sound as if it's, you know, not a big deal to the adult. But adults, I need you to hear this. Know and understand that in your child's mind 
or if you are a privilege to be a confidant or a or a a source of safety or protection for a child you know no matter the age no matter the age if it's from infancy through 26 guess what they in their life in their mind in their mindset whatever they say to you is important to them and so that should be an indication that okay it may not be that important for me it may not be that deep for me but let me listen because why is it that important for them and that's what you need to begin to consider for yourself consider that you know when we talk about the research and even in my practice more and more children have anxiety, whether it's generalized, whether it is um, social anxiety, test anxiety, the, their anxiety of, of just being themselves, whether they're dealing with um, anxiety, depression, um, identity crisis, body imaging. Um, these are the things our children are most affected by and social media helps and does not help in securing our children's ability to be resilient, to be self-confident, to be restorative because they're looking and comparing instead of building and growing within themselves. And unfortunately, most of the time, or a lot of the time, our children um, don't get the proper, let's see, the, the, they don't get what they need in terms of feeling safe, secured, um, and that they matter. Not that this is happening all across America, or all across the country, we just need to understand that sometimes our children are feeling left out. Um, but children, I need you to listen too, because sometimes your parents, your guardians, your caregivers are feeling exhausted and overwhelmed because they're playing their part and you may not be playing your part meaning, listening, um, being respectful, um, making sure that you are, you know, doing your part to be a part of the family. Um, you may not always agree with what's going on. However, in life, everyone has a part to play. And so if your part is to be an active participant in the family, then that is your part to play. Um, and if you don't feel well, if you feel like there's something going on emotionally, physically, or mentally, then it is also your job, your part 
to let someone know. And, and, and I'm talking to parents and children together because it does take a village today, but the village looks different. The village is actually in our homes now. Are you having those conversations with your children? Are your children comfortable in having conversations with you? And if that's not the case, how do you build that? Because sometimes change is different. Change is scary. Change, if not consistent, becomes daunting. And then we just stop. We can't stop and we can't give up on communicating in families, in, in, in bridging the gap between um, our children or even our adults being on social media so much that there's no communication in the home. There's no um, ability to grow and build the proper affect so that you can know and understand and read a room, read a room, read people in your environment, whether they're, you know, changing emotionally, mentally, or physically. And what does that look like? What does that sound like? I mean, um, the research shows that academic stress leads to less well-being and an increased likelihood of developing anxiety, of developing depression, of developing um, just a uneasiness about self. Um, sometimes in schools, when our children don't know or understand a subject, it might be um, related to eyesight. It might be related to a processing issue. It might be related to um, an anxiety that interferes with their ability to think logically or be able to process information. Um, they may be depressed and it looks as if um, they're not paying attention or they're not concentrating. And so they're labeled as ADHD um, when it really is that they can't concentrate because they feel bad inside a different type of feeling bad, not just the every day that we can get over, but there is a sinking feeling um, and, and they just don't feel whole. Adults, we can identify that because now we have the verbal skills to. Um, however, our children may not have those verbal skills. And so we have to give them the opportunity to know or be able to ask questions. You know, do you ask your children, even when they're at college, how was your day? What did you do today? And don't accept, oh, it was good. All right, I'm fine. No, what do you mean by fine? You know, it was all right. Okay, so what part was great? Well, there's no part that was great. Okay, then what part was all right? What's all right? What does that mean? Is that a gauge? Because 
you know, the language changes. <laughs> the language changes with our children. What does fine mean? What does okay mean? Um, give me some details. Let me understand um, so that I can know, well, okay, okay means this. So they had a little bit of engagement. All right means that they had more engagement than okay. You have to learn and understand, like, what is that language for your child? What is that language um, for your family? Is that okay? Do you know when it's not okay? When they are just saying it's okay just to, you know, over to get you to stop and leave them alone. This is your therapy doctor, and I am Dr. Pauline Dalton, and we are talking about giving our children the best school year. Come back and join us. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Mental health education, awareness, relationships, self-care, mental health therapies, and topics surrounding trauma. Your therapy doctor, hosted by Dr. Pauline Belton, has it all. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and a board-certified hypnotherapist. She will help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Your Therapy Doctor, Mondays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In this polarizing age of misinformation, it is critical to examine the lessons of the past on history, culture, and trauma. Ingrid Cochran, CEO of Paces Connection, and her guests will explore historical trauma and outline how our collective past shades our perception of today's world and our shared experiences. In this podcast, we will examine the impact of past atrocious cultural events and the impact of the systemic trauma of racism and poverty on the human experience. Ingrid and her guest will also outline what is needed for our collective healing. Please join us for History, Culture, and Trauma, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866 472 5791. That's 866 472 5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Your Therapy Doctor. I am Dr. Pauline Belton, and we are talking about ensuring that our children from pre-K through college have the best year that they can have. And so what does that look like? And I want to just take time to appreciate my LinkedIn family 
followers. Thank you so much for your questions. I have two questions I do want to get to um, so that um, you know and understand that, yes, I do read your questions and comments, and I appreciate you and thank you for your support. And so one of the questions was, you know, well, what do I do when, take? what do I do when I suspect that my child is having problems, but they won't talk to me? So look, that happens to all of us, the best of us. I am a clinical therapist, have been for about 26 years. And, you know, I have to talk to my children too. I have to um, always check in with them. And sometimes they don't tell me or their father everything. They, they, they keep things to themselves. And we did as children ourselves. So it, you're, what you can do is just give your children an outlet. And so that may look like, hey, calling a godmother, calling, uh, you know, a godfather, maybe they have um, a good auntie, uncle. If not, also make give them a therapist. Give your child a therapist. That way they know they can go, they have contact with this one particular person that is not a family member, not someone that will follow them into their lives, go to school with them. But this is a person that they will be able to talk to and say in anything that they can and will say to them to help find out solutions and help them identify how they're feeling. Because sometimes our kids don't know how to tell us what they're what they're going through. They don't know the words. They don't have it. And sometimes it is a blah feeling. Um, but a therapist may be able to uh, break that down for them so that they can be able to feel more empowered and resilient. Um, make sure, you know, you're taking them to the doctor, uh, making sure that you know, maybe they will talk to their primary care person because that's who they see. And the primary care provider will ask particular questions, especially if you give them a heads up. And so the other things is, you know, well, what are the warning signs? This is so unique to our families, to individuals. We just have to be on the lookout for every little thing or big thing. Um, it could be as subtle as a change in what they eat. Um, it could be like, oh, okay, I don't eat yellow foods or I don't eat um, meat anymore. That might not be alarming because, you know, we're in that, you know, stage and time of, of our society. However, what's the reason why you're not eating meat? Why are you not eating um, yellow vegetables? What does that mean for you? Getting the, the background so that you begin to just know what your children are thinking and why and where did they get that from? Um, that can be so important because it gives you an idea of, you know, what are your children listening to? What's influencing them? 
Um, it could be a persistent sadness that you witness from them. And if it lasts more than, you know, a week or a few days, you know, or it keeps reoccurring, um, it's time to tap in. Um, if they are hurting themselves or talking about hurting someone else, um, that can also, that's a huge red flag. If, if they're infatuated with death or suicide, um, changing changes in the sleeping pattern, um, whether they either have difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much. And do you even know what your children's sleeping patterns are? Uh, especially if, you know, during the night, most of the time we don't know. Um, we, we assume that they're asleep, but are they? Are they getting up in the middle of the night? Are they, uh, do they have long breaks in their sleeping pattern during the night? Um, have you asked? Do they get up? How many times at night do they get up? Um, are they on games? Are they on their phone? Uh, those things can impact a person's mood. Um, everything in moderation. Let's keep that in mind. Everything in moderation. Um, students, if you are if you don't have a really good night routine or your night routine is to um, play a movie and, and put in your ear, earplugs, that may not be the best way to get good REM sleep. And if that is the way that you get good REM sleep or you get to go to sleep, then we need to talk about that there needs to be a discussion with your primary care doctor, your neurologist, or your therapist, because your brain never gets a break. And this is with adults and children. You're, you have to ensure that your brain gets a break, just like your body, just like your mind. Your brain has to be able to shut down and, and take a breath. You have to be able to not um, engage all the time with um, electronics or social media or TV. Are you able to just sit and take, you know, two minutes to breathe? to do deep breathing or to just focus on a picture um, or to just to stare out into nature and just take a few deep breaths and let the brain recalibrate itself. Um, it's so important. Um, if your children are having um, stomach issues or headaches, these are signs, warning signs that, you know, once you've checked with the primary care person and it's really not anything physical, then we're looking at, okay, these are also signs that there's something mentally going on, whether it's anxiety. Um, our children, you know, these days don't feel like 
you know, they belong. Sometimes they feel like they're isolated. So um, they avoid school or they miss a lot of school. Um, when you know during the entire summer, they've been, you know, running around and going here and there and, you know, having time just to sit and not be responsible for anything or very little. And then when they get to school and they have to concentrate and pay attention and perform and do work and to use their brain in a very different way, you know, then you have all of these um, other ailments that come on. Um, But it might not just be them avoiding there may be something in the background going on. And that could be um, a learning issue. It could be a processing issue. It could be any number of things. The point of the matter is, are you talking as a family? Is there time that you are checking in with your children and your children are checking in with you. Is there a model of what that looks like in your family? You know, is that during breakfast? Is it during um, dinner? Is it before bedtime? Um, Is the night routine of the house that, you know, hey, the house gets shut down by 9 30, 10 o'clock. You know, everybody's taking their showers. Um, you know, phones are being powered down so that, you know, there is a family talk, or, you know, parents are checking in with each child. Um, Everybody's getting their belongings together, even the parents, even the parents. This needs to be a family event that, you know, they're getting ready for work in the morning or um, children are getting ready for school in the morning. Or even if you are being homeschooled, that you still have preparation, whether you work from home, you still have preparation to be done. And so what does that look like in your family? What does it feel like? Is it, is it fun? Is it, is it something that you can make fun um, or make it as if it's not a chore, but it's just something that our family does and, um, and it makes us proud to do it. Um, And so making sure that you are opening those lines of communication. Those were very two very good questions. Being able to identify when something is not quite right, and then what do you have to do? What you do is you schedule an appointment with your primary care, you find a therapist, and you make sure that you are having those open and direct conversations with your children. And you're modeling that as an adult. Um, This is your therapy doctor. When we come back, I'm going to give you some resources from kindergarten through college, just in case our children need it.
Come back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Network comes in. Your host is Michelle Beck, a two-time breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking about now, what are those things that we can do? Now, if we are talking to our children, we're taking them to the doctor, we um, are, we're finding out that there are things that may be going on or that, you know, our kids are fine. They're doing well. They're just being kids. Are we even allowing for our kids to be kids. So in that, what is what is our next step? How do we provide the necessary tools if there is something going on emotionally, physically, or um, mentally? And so there are a couple of things. Every, well, I won't say every, most schools from Elementary through college have a school counselor, well, in kindergarten through 12th grade. They're considered professional school counselors. And these are the counselors that are there to help establish and look after the well-being emotionally and mentally of our students. And so, you know... I am a proponent and a supporter of our school counselors, uh, especially if they are doing what they're supposed to do, looking out for our students. I was a school counselor, and so that is a special place in my heart. Uh, 
if you have a school counselor or a psychologist or a social worker that is assigned to your school, these are the people that you can have a direct conversation with um, or make an appointment with to talk to them about your child in school, in school. Um, these are the people that you, you contact. You can talk to the teacher, letting the, know, the teacher know that, well, something is going on. I'm feeling as if, you know, we're missing something or this is what I'm seeing. Being able to articulate those things, not only to the teacher, whether it's by uh, email, um, getting to know who your school counselor is, getting to know who your school psychologist or school social worker is. These are important people in your um, school that you need to be able to know and contact when there is something, you know, you figure is happening with your child, whether it is emotionally or mentally or even behaviorally, they're, they're, the mood is changed. Now, in, on the college level, that's a little different. The college level, they have actually counseling departments. And so you go and you talk to them or you alert them because, you know, uh, those college children are over 18. And so you can talk to your children about the counseling department on campus because that is a part of their tuition. They can go in and begin to talk to a therapist on campus. They can talk to someone to help them emotionally on campus, especially um, our freshmen and even our seniors uh, in college. These are the important departments that they need to be aware of. Now, if your children are having academic issues, if your children are acting out because you suspect there is an academic issue or that there is something that is going on that wasn't there before, they're not completing their homework, they're not getting the best use of their time, they are becoming more and more distractible, or they are just not um, being the student that they were. And so what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? You need to gather that data. And then you need to contact your special ed team um, or what we call the um, individual education department of your school. That could be a special education teacher. That could be a resource teacher. Um, even at the college level, that could be the Office of Accessibility and Disabilities in the at the college level. Now, special education is not the same as when, you know, years ago when, when I was in school. And that, that could be about, you know, an elementary school about 
45, 50 years ago. Um, <laughs> I was in, when in elementary school, so they're not isolated. And, and we have parents have to get that out of our mind that, oh, I don't want my child to be labeled. It's not your child is being identified in having something that they need extra help in. And hopefully you have schools that are getting better at ensuring for parents that just because your child has a processing issue, just because your child is dyslexic, just because your child has anxiety, just because your child um, is um, autistic or, or, or on the autism spectrum, um, just because your child has an emotional um, disorder that, guess what? There still needs to be a plan in place. There still needs to be a strategy or a strategic team in place to help the student to be the best that they can be where they are. And sometimes the least restrictive environment may be that they need to go to a different environment that will have more support. But what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like for the child, for the parent, and for the school? And so those conversations start with the teacher. It starts with um, the school team the school instructional team so that they can begin to take a look at the different um, resources and strategies that can be put in place. Um, this is not only, you know, just on the school listeners, students, parents, guardians. This is not just on the school. Everybody needs to take a part. This is where the village gets a little wider. Um, teachers can only do but so much. Administration can do but so much. Now it is on also the parent and the child, the administrator, the teachers, the staff to work together for the best interest of the child. Taking the adult um, aspect out of it and concentrating on how to best help the student, whether it's from kindergarten through college. And so be very in tune with that. Get to know your school staff, get to know your students' college staff and what's available. Every school has a website and it has a directory. Get to know your staff. Every college has a school site and a directory. Find out where to go, get involved and be involved so your students know that you care and that you are in their corner no matter what. This is your therapy doctor, and I hope you have an awesome week. Mental health is important because you are important. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Your Therapy Doctor. We hope we have given you some useful information to make your therapy journey easier. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week. <laughs>